Thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. Tabir County. My name is Anthony Kendall, and this is my wonderful, amazing wife, Erin Kendall, and I'm the pastor of Connect Church. We are so excited to announce the launch of Connect Church on September 30th at 10 a.m. I'm so excited about this morning, and this has been a three-year prayer equity built into today. For many of you, you have taken the past few months and given so much to see God birth the church on this morning at this time. Every day we're, we are truly seeing God's word. I should have died two and a half years ago, but here I stand. And um, here I stand. I'm just expecting big things from God and how he's going to use me. Don't take life for granted. And the Holy Spirit. you are here we we just launched another service to empty y'all out and i it, listen the parking lot's full y'all are full in here but i tell you what man we are so grateful we saw nearly 300 people across our building in our first eight o'clock service um ever throughout the week and man we are excited how god moved there and how god is going to move today and i just wanted to be the first happy birthday uh, connect church five years ago this weekend we, we launched Connect Church. Uh, this past week, I've had a few minutes just to, to reflect, but think about how good God has been for, for the hundreds who've been saved and the hundreds more who've been baptized to individuals and families connecting in groups, serving and finding a home. I want to tell you, I've just been amazed. I've been, I've been thankful and I'm just, just so honored we get to celebrate in a world where most church plants no longer exist after two years. God saw fit for us to be here five years. And then I want to say this, the, the joy it is uh, to be your pastor. Gosh, I'm trying, to, uh, trying not to get emotional. I did in the first service. I'm trying to fight it off. Uh, just the joy it is to be your pastor. That together we get to make much of Jesus. And we get to, uh, to do everything we can to connect everyone we can with the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. Just, I love you. We're so grateful to celebrate this day with you. I just hit 40, so my emotions are off, and my <laughs> hormones. Uh, just forgive me. I want to take a moment uh, today and to celebrate. I celebrate where we've been as a church in 2017, that December. Aaron and I, with three kids and one on the way, packed up from Charlotte, North Carolina, came back home to Sevier County, where we not only sensed, but we really were convicted that God was calling us to plant or to start a new church in our hometown. In January 2018, we began meeting in Liz and Danny King's barn. So grateful for this space here. 
we were building a launch team whose job it was to help us to clarify the vision and to dream the dream that would be Connect Church. After a few months of meeting here in the barn, Hidden Mountain Resort, Butch and Brenda Smith so graciously offered us their lodge on Sunday nights, a lodge that overlooked the city of Pigeon Forge. And it was there that we continued to grow as a launch team and we continued to prepare to launch what would be Connect Church. And then in September of 2018, Jimbo, Mandy, Connor, Mike and Jessica Hell invited us to launch Connect Church in this space, in this building, a building that sat empty for years, a building that I had prayed over for years every time we came back from Charlotte, back into our hometown, a building that has meant so much to us, a building where we launched free of charge because of their generosity, and it has served as our home for five years now. To Jimbo and Mandy and Mike and Jessica, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you. So it was September five years ago. We launched Connect Church, and the Lord sent us on what would be the front lines of his mission to save the world. Two years ago, we shared with you our five-year vision, a vision that reaches from our neighborhoods to the nations. And part of that vision, which I'll share with you today, the, the other parts of the vision we'll share next week, but part of that vision is to build a new home. Why? Because apparently we're running out of space. Apparently, last week, and I don't know how it is this week, I've not gotten an update from our team. Last week, we only had one parking spot left at the 9 a.m., four at the 11 a.m. service. Our Connect Kids spaces have been packed full. And so today, we launched three services in hopes to sustain the growth that we have had and the growth that we will continue to see, creating more parking and more Connect Kids space that we so desperately need. Two years ago, we launched a giving campaign to raise funds needed to purchase land for what would be our future home. And here's the key, and here was the big ask of God, that we would do so debt-free. And the Lord answered every one of our prayers with yes. And now, a mile from where we sit on veterans, a mile from Dollywood itself, we have 25 acres of beautiful old farmland that serves now as the future home of Connect Church. And by the way, just in case you didn't know, we did so debt-free because of your generosity. Yeah, isn't God good? But today, before we get to the how, I need your buy-in on the why. Our mission statement for our five, uh, phase two of our five-year vision is simply this, that the generations may know him. And we derive that from Psalm 78. And I want you to hear me. Our vision is not just for a generation, but for the generations in the life of our church, for the generations that are to come, that they would know Jesus. But here's the reality. We are running out of room for the generations that the Lord is sending us here. While multiple services will hopefully help create room, it doesn't look like that today, our vision for the future necessitates a new home. In Psalm 78, Asaph, a Levite and worship leader in the service of King David, 
wrote this psalm to celebrate the history of God's faithfulness to a people who time and time again were unfaithful to him. His psalm is a call to remember, just like we did opening up, remembering all the good things that God has done over the past five years. Asaph calls God's people to remember all that God did in freeing them from the slavery at the hands of Pharaoh in Egypt. We understand this psalm is not just a call to remember, but a, but a command to, to retell, to relive, to rejoice in the Lord, ensuring that all generations will know of his goodness, will know of his grace, will know that he is God. And so Asaph writes this, my people hear my teaching, listen to the words of my mouth, I will open my mouth with a parable, I will utter hidden things, things from old, things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from our descendants. Watch this. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, of his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statues for uh, Jacob, established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors, watch this, to teach their children. In verse 6, so the generation, the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children that they would put, watch this, the aim, put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds. But the Bible says, but would keep his commands. You see, the very heart behind our vision is so that we would continue in the work that the generations may know Jesus. And by the way, by knowing, I don't mean just some intellectual knowledge or some transactional religion. Rather, a transformational relationship that comes by knowing, believing, and following Jesus. In fact, we've seen a glimpse of this theme even in the Gospel of John, where we have been camped out, if we are five years old, where we've been camped out for seven years now, I think, right, in the Gospel of John. We see this theme alive and well. Watch the aim of the gospel in John chapter 20, verse 31. But these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have what? Have life in his name. This, too, is the aim of our vision. When we speak of the generations knowing him, it is the type of knowing that Paul describes in his letters to the church in Philippi, to the Philippians, he writes in chapter 3, verses 7 through 11, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake, he writes, I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ to be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. And listen to his yearning. Listen to his heart's desire. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Hey, you ready, church? that all generations may know Jesus like this. Like this. Like Paul describes. And he writes, and we speak of the generations. Do you know this, that we have six generations represented in the life of Connect Church? And I've got a list of those. So let's begin with really the oldest generation in America today. And that is the greatest generation. Just so you know this, we don't... Uh, knowingly have anybody on record at Connect Church um, who is of this age, unless my father-in-law. Eric, how, when is your birthday? 
He's not here. Okay, so, so maybe nobody here from the greatest. Let me say this about this great generation. You ready? Less than 100,000 of this incredible generation is alive to this day uh, in the United States. But here's where we pick up at Connect Church. We do have the silent generation born between 1925, 1945. I don't know why they call them silent because I know you and you are anything but, but that is your generation. We have baby boomers born 1946 to 1964. Generation X, 65 to 80. Millennials, that's my generation, 1981 to 1995. Gen Z, 1996 to 2012. And Generation Alpha, 2013 to what will be 2025. I want you to hear me. We have seen these generations not only to come to know Jesus, but to follow him not only in the past five years, but church in the past five weeks. So far this year, we've baptized over 82 people from silent generation all the way to generation alpha. In just the past five weeks, we have baptized somebody from all six generations represented here in Connect Church. I mean, isn't that good? Isn't that good? Now, I want to take a moment, and I want us to begin to focus in on Generation Z, those born after 1996. This generation is trending to be the most spiritually lost generation in our country's history, with more than 57 million unbelievers. In fact, if you were to take those 57 million Gen Zers, put them in their own state, they would be the largest state in America by over 18 million people. That stat is startling to us this morning. But it comes at no surprise, does it? We have seen a spiritual decline over the past generations in America. It is estimated that 60% of those who were born before 1960 identify as a Christian. For those born after the year 2000, less than 10% are expected to follow Jesus. Church, we cannot surrender this generation to an enemy as John 10, 10 would teach us, is out to kill and to steal and to destroy. We cannot sit silent while so many sit without the gospel. It is our duty to serve in and to shout the name of Jesus to a generation who needs to know just what he has done. We just need some more room to do it in. We need some more room to do that in together. From Generation Z to the Alpha Generation in the past year alone at Connect Church. Catch this, you ready? By the way, that number will grow today. We have seen over 517 babies to third graders connect in the Connect Kids ministry. Over 200 different preteens connect in a preteen group. Over 150 students, over 120 college young adult students connect with a group at Connect Church. Hear me, the generations are coming. Jesus is saving. We are discipling. We just need a little bit more room. We just need a little bit more room. You see, the Lord is sending us the generations. And we need more room to continue the work that the generations may know him. Our new home will serve as ground zero for making disciples from Gen Z to Gen Alpha. 
That is why we too will launch within the walls for our new Connect Church home, Connect Christian Academy, a Christian education option in Sevier County that will offer excellence in academics, in the arts, and in athletics, grounded in a Christian worldview designed to connect students and their families with the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ, and then sending them back into our neighborhoods and to the nations with the gospel. But here's the thing. Our vision is not just for a generation, but for all generations. We are blessed here at Connect Church to have a growing senior adult population, which is one of the healthiest parts of our church. Uh, Jim Gore shared this with me earlier in the year, that each day in America, 10,000 people celebrate their 65th birthday. That is one person every eight seconds having a 65th birthday. In Sevier County, the 65 plus age group is the fastest growing group out of our 100,000 citizens. The county's combined population of 50 plus individuals is just over 39,000 people. If we take into account recent church stats, over 24,000 50 plus Sevier Countyans are unchurched. You ready? Jesus wants them. And so do we. At all generations, at the generations, may come to know Him. From Generation Alpha, our youngest generation at Connect Church, to the silent generation, the least youngest generation at Connect Church, to generation like mine, millennials right there in between, our visions lies in the fact that we desire all generations to know him. I love the command of Psalm 145.4, which unfolds God's design for passing down his name and his fame, his might, his mercy, his greatness and grace from one generation to the next generation. Here's what the psalmist writes. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Church, we must continue this work. We must do it together. We just need some more room to do it in. You see, Connect Church, it is time that we start building that building, our new home for Connect Church. Emily Ann, I'm going to ask you and invite you to come on stage if you would. Just so grateful she would be here today. When we were launching Connect Church, I actually got to preach at a church that she soon will sing about Got a chance to meet her. Since then, she's a a Christian recording artist. Most importantly, she loves Jesus. A few months ago, I was in a meeting with your pastor, and he said, hey, listen, it's not been released yet, but Emily Ann has a new song. And so we sat at Cracker Barrel, and I listened to it. And this was months ago, and I looked at your pastor and said, Todd, i got to have her. I I called Eric, my father-in-law, who does a lot of work with us. I said, look, we've got to have her for this Sunday. I, I need this song to be sang. I need her to do it. And so we reached out, Emily, and graciously agreed to come and to share this. So thank you for being here. Let's welcome her to Connect Church. Hey, it's time we build that building. Miss Emily Ann. was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands. Can't help but wonder if these floorboards creep. 
The same in 42 When my great-grandpa poured his heart and soul Into preaching the good news And these tattered old red hymn books Have caught a tear or two Cause it's hard to sing Just as I am without the spirit moving you If those altars at the front could testify I know they'd say It never once got old hearing a sinner call his name I know the stained glass never saved a soul And these pews ain't on the road I know the pulpit's just a wooden stand But it's felt the power of God's hand As His glory filled the place with awe and wonder I know it's just a building Plain and simple white But it's the building where Jesus changed my life Never claimed to be the biggest Nobody ever called it cool But it's where my mama and my daddy At vacation Bible school It's been the picture-perfect dream Of a thousand glowing brides It's heard the weeping As the loved ones lay to rest With sacrifice And I know the stained glass Sing a soul in these pews
time we build that building. It is time that we continue the work that the generations may, may know him, may know Jesus. And it's time that we begin to make room. Now, I want to do something here. And I just want to stop for a moment before we get to the how we get there. And some of you might be here today and you might even feel like you're going to leave thinking, oh man, all that sermon was is about a, a building or about money. And I want you to hear me. No, it isn't. It's not about just generations to come tomorrow. It is about you today. It's about you. Some of you will make the stats that I talked about a little bit earlier. Those in our community who have yet to be saved, yet to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, whose life is yet to be changed by the gospel. And you made the stats today. And the reason God sent me here five years ago, my family and our launch team, so that on this Sunday I could preach the gospel and invite you to follow Jesus because you're the one Jesus died to save. You're the one. He emptied the grave so that you might live. Man, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Not just a talked about relationship where you talk out loud. But has he changed your life? I want to do this. Let's pray together, can we? You know, stop right now. And I want to give some of you the opportunity in just this moment to realize that this vision we have, the gospel is not some for generation tomorrow, but for you today. That the God who created you, who knows you better than you, sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for your sin and mine. To pay that, to pay that debt we couldn't that Jesus emptied that grave and he lives so that you and I can have life, eternal life in him. If you are here today and you have never placed your faith and trust in Jesus, you have not followed him with your life. Man, the good news today is not found in a building. It's not found in money. But it's found in Jesus. Jesus can save you. Why not cry out to him right now? Maybe something like this. Knowing a prayer doesn't save you, but the act of placing that faith and trust in Jesus does. Why don't you ask him to save you right now? Pray something like this. Dear Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Please save me. I place my faith and my trust in you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for rising again. I give you my life. Would you help me turn from my sin and myself? Jesus, I am yours. And listen, with nobody looking, Zach's up there, but he's praying for you right now. Hey, if you prayed that with me, I won't embarrass you and I won't come to you. I would just love to see you. You prayed that with me this morning. Would you look up here just for a moment? I won't embarrass you come to you. I just want to see you. I see you, man. Amen. Thank you for looking. Somebody else. Man, I prayed that with you, Pastor. Ma'am, I see you. Hey, thank you for raising me. Thank you for making sure I saw you. I see your tears. Somebody else, it's me. I, 
I'm looking over the room. Just give me a second before you look now. That was me today. And there's a lot of folks in the room. Just one more second. Hey, just keep looking if that's you. And today, Pastor, I prayed with you. I asked Jesus to, to save me. Just one more second. Just looking across the room. That was you just right here. Ma'am, I see you. I see you, buddy. And how we celebrate that. For those who looked up here at me, we celebrate with heaven with what's going on in your heart and your life. I want to encourage you that this is not the end. It's just the beginning. And we want to help you take your next steps of faith. There's a number on the screen that you can text your first name to. We're going to call and celebrate with you this week or pray with you. A better next step is to walk outside to the next steps tent. There, tell them, hey, I pray with Pastor Anthony. And they've got a Bible and some resources for you. And then we're going to call you this week and we're going to help you walk with Jesus. And we celebrate what God's doing in your heart and in your life. Church family, can I get you to look up? Hey, I want to say this. Four people in today's service making it. Since five years ago on lunch, on lunch Sunday, there is yet to be a service here at Connect Church where someone hasn't given their heart and their life to Jesus. Can we celebrate those four today? Now that I've sold you on the why, hopefully, we need to talk through how. How do we get there? First church, we are calling on you to pray. Uh, take a look around you. Um, for some of you, this is still under you and, uh, and a little awkward to grab it, but go ahead and get this. This is a, the launch of 28 days of prayer in the life of Connect Church. And would you partner with us in prayer over the five-year vision, phase two, that you have before you? Um, we're we're going to pray these 28 days of prayer leading up to what we've coined Commitment Sunday on October 22nd. And that's where we're asking you and your family to prayerfully consider how you might partner with Connect Church. We're looking for partnerships in two ways. Number one, through prayer. And number two, in generosity. And speaking of generosity, I want you to look at this cutie on the screen right here. You ready? Uh, this is Quinn. And she's a member here at Connect Church. She also just so happens to be my niece, who I love very much. She was in Alabama with her grandparents a couple weeks ago, and there was this huge yard sale that stretched for miles. That's all they have in Alabama, so we're grateful for the time. She, she decides on her own volition, her own will, to open up a lemonade stand at the yard sale. And here's the reason why. Because she wanted to help us build our new church home. She's excited about it. So at 25 cents a pop, Quinn raised over $80, which I have right now from her lemonade stand. Hey, $24 in quarters that are in this little plastic bag. And as she, she gave her generosity for the building, she wrote a note that simply said this, that she's giving this so that so that people would love, know, and follow after Jesus. So why the generosity? Why partner in generosity like Quinn did? 
is this going to cost a couple dollars to build our new place? I, I was hoping the estimates would come in around $15,000, but there were a couple zeros missing in my estimation. But I want you to take a look at your booklet, if you would. Zach has done an incredible job getting this together for us. And we're hoping you'll take this home and pray over it. Look over it with your family. Let me get to the bottom line of a couple of these things. You'll have your booklet there. All of this to connect everyone with the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. But there you see a little glimpse of a church of the Highlands in Alabama that we've been working with who built buildings really well. And we've been, we've been learning from them. And so just a quick glimpse at a portion of the building as we're continuing to work on our designs. This is the, the future site plan, provisional at that. Um, you're going to see in the orange what is the building we are, we are beginning to give towards today. And then you'll see some additions in the near future. I want you to look at that parking lot. It's about 500 parking spaces. That way everybody can, but you can drive all separate. Let your two-year-old drive the van, right? Drive all separate and come. And also, every Sunday for five years, I said drive seven miles an hour. We're putting a 70-mile-an-hour track around that thing. You go fast as you want around there. It's our site plan. And this is the footprint, the footprint, the plan that we have for the building itself. Let me share this with you. It'll sit... The building itself is just over an acre in size. It'll house a thousand seat worship auditorium for Connect Church and all the Connect Kids and Connect Christian Academy space that we could need. All of this in a world where construction costs, I don't know if you know this, but it's just a little more expensive to build nowadays than it was that pre-COVID stuff. My brother, pastor down the road, before COVID, launched a giving campaign to build a $2 million addition to his church. Now that addition is just over $5 million. And that's for 18,000 square feet. We're coming in at 45,000 square feet. I want to say this, $15 million on paper. Goodness, it's a big number. Trust me, we wrote it. It's a big number number but don't you know that that number gets smaller when you just consider how big our God is and the fact that this isn't our church it's his it's a big number so during this time period we were asking the families of Connect Church to sit at the kitchen table and to see what part prayerfully that God would have you play in building what is our new home through generosity through giving and through your pledges over the next two years. We need our business folks to sit down at the boardroom table and talk about how you can leverage your business's generosity to come alongside of our vision for a new home. As of today, we are opening the church land. We have given it three shots to get all of us out there and none of it has worked. So you know what, good luck. We're opening the land so that you and your family can take your prayer cards and also in your seat, your commitment card. Before you ever fill out that commitment card, we want you to drive up on the land during the daytime. You go up there at night, you will die. Um, but during the daytime, we want you to go up there and we want you to pray. There's a large board that kind of displays our vision out there. There's some QR codes, so open up your camera on your phone, click the link. There's a video of me standing right where that sign is, kind of telling you a little bit about the land. But we want you to go up there and we want you to pray. Sometime over the next four weeks, 
for this five-year vision and what part God would have you to play. Remember this when you're on the land. Hey, number one, I've got to say this for our insurance company. Um, Travel at your own risk. It's, it's not developed up there. So you're going to go off-road in a minivan, which is awesome. Uh, but just, just go up there, park up there, stay within those boundaries. That'll kind of keep you safe. Spend some time with your family. There's also fire ants um, up there that we, I did my best to burn all their piles yesterday. Some of them will be back. So as you pray or walk the land, just be mindful as you walk out there. It's, it's undeveloped. We'll go out there and spend some time praying and work towards Commitment Sunday, October 22nd. Now I want to address the question I get the most. When will the building be built? The answer is this. As soon as we've secured a financial plan and path to building debt-free through the money given and through pledges. Hey, listen, if that's tomorrow, I will get a shovel myself and I will break ground on the land tomorrow. We will break ground when all that is in place. Cash on hand and pledges to get us there. My prayer is, is that we will be breaking ground one year from today as we launch two years of giving. That's my hope and my prayer. I know the price tag seems steep, but let me ask you that age-old question. And how is it that you eat an elephant, right? You, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. God has blessed each of us with a portion, a bite that we can take out of this 15 million. Listen, nobody can do everything, but everybody can do something. For instance, I calculated this up, so check my math. If you had a Starbucks every day, and you say, you know what, I'm not gonna do a Starbucks every day, I'm gonna give that to uh, this vision. Over a month, you'll have saved some $5 million that you could give to our phase two five-year vision. Maybe my math's off a little bit there, seems to be. Hey, some of you are able to take a big old bite out of this 15 million. And others of us are able to take very important and vital smaller bites out of this elephant. The key is that everyone is invested. Everyone's taken a bite. So as we talk about our vision, I also want to share with you how important it is to understand that vision giving is above and beyond giving, above and beyond your already committed generosity, a.k.a. your tithing or what you've already committed weekly and monthly to invest and give to the Lord through Connect Church. Uh, your generosity week in and week out, month in and month out, man, supports a team of 12 of us and our families. Your, your funds, they, you fund not only the work of the ministry, the weekly ministry and the, and the ministry budgets that we have, but you also you, you fund the partnerships we have locally, nationally, and internationally. Your generosity matters week in and week out. So you know what? Let's join someone like Annabelle. Back in April, this precious little six-year-old girl came up to me after service, and this is what she had in her hand. It's an offering envelope. Just so you know, I typically don't touch that stuff. But she wanted to hand it to me. I said, what is this? It was $10.80 that she had saved up so that, you know what, we could build a new church. And month after month, she continues to give to opening bracelet stands. Because here's her reasoning I asked her that day. Why? Because she thinks that every child needs the opportunity to hear how much Jesus loves them, not only in their church, but in their school. In fact, this picture right here was of her kindergarten graduation. 
And if you notice, in the background of her picture is our future church land. Why would she take her kindergarten graduation pictures there? Because she is convinced that she is going to be graduating high school from Connect Christian Academy and the new home of Connect Church. And Annabelle, thank you. Quinn, thank you. Let's join them in their generosity and let's build on it to build a building to the end that the generations may know Him to that end. We don't need a building. We're going to continue in that work. But that building's going to help us to make a little bit of extra room. So, Annabelle and Quinn, I want you to hear me, ladies. We're going to save this. And this will be the last $90.80 we put down on that new bill as we build off of your generosity. So here's the next steps. And I'm going to send you out. You ready? Join us in 28 days of prayer. Take that card and pray with us. Visit the land over the next few weeks and pray over the land and your part to play. Sit down as a family or as an individual and prayerfully consider what part you'll play. Fill out your commitment card and turn it in on Commitment Sunday which is going to be October 22nd. And by the way, as we're fixing to send you out, we don't need a building to continue to make sure that the generations may know Him. We're going to work to creating some more room because at the heart of Connect Church, our desire that the generations may know. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on our services. If you'd like to give to support our ministry, you can do that at our website. That's connectchurchpf.com. Hope you enjoyed and have a great week.